When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Does a robot know you like a neighbor? Insurance Corporation will fulfill requests to cover anyone, anything, anytime, anywhere, with most standard algorithm. In the order it was received, please hold. Robots don't know you. We do. At Farm Bureau Financial Services, getting the insurance coverage you need always starts with a conversation. Find a Farm Bureau agent at fbfs.com protect. It's your future. Let's protect it. You're listening to the Bears Brothers Podcast and Postgame Show, the place where Bears fans across the globe hang out online after every Bears game. Now get ready, because it's time to bear down. Welcome back to another episode of the Bears Brothers Podcast. I'm your host, Little Wit, and I can honestly say that it's it's been far too long. You know, we haven't hit the airwaves in a couple of weeks. And for me personally, it's been three weeks since the last time that I spoke with you. And I hope that you've been well over, well, pretty much the, practically the entire month of May since the last time I spoke with you. So to rapidly catch you up, um, I've had a busy May. I went on vacation with the wife in Europe. Um, our son just graduated preschool last week, and he just broke his arm two days ago. So we've had a lot of things. Uh, just kind of coming at us, but it's been fun. You're rolling with the punches. Not saying it's fun to break an arm, but I mean, every kid has to go through those at one time or another. And he's a trooper. He's doing all right. Just got his cast today. He got it my favorite color. So that's pretty cool. But uh, today I have both of my Bears brothers. I have Brandon Hazlett and Nicholas Moriano here with me. And the three of us are pleased to be joined by a special guest, former Bear Cameron Lee. Cameron, I want to thank you uh, for taking the time to join us this evening. I want to know, how's it going, man? Uh, so far, so good. Um you know, dealing with uh, with the transitor this week, but I'm I'm doing all right, and I'm happy to be here. Awesome! Yeah, we're happy to have you on. So we don't want to waste too much of your time. So you ready to just dive right in? Of course. All right. So you're a guy, you know, you've worked hard for every opportunity that has been given to you, right? You began your collegiate career as a walk-on at Illinois State. In fact, I think I saw that you never even had an, uh, an official college visit, but you kept at it. You worked your way up from their practice squad to a reserve lineman to a two-year starter. You didn't get drafted, but you did bounce around a couple of teams before landing in Chicago for the season last year. So to begin our discussion, I just have a trio of questions. We're going to kind of take these one at a time. And my first one for you is, can you explain like what it's like as like an undrafted rookie, not having a true home early on? Like what's that kind of like for the psyche of a player and a person? I think, uh, you know, it's one of those things where it's not ideal, but it can actually sort of grow to be an asset for you because it sort of hardens you as a player. And as a person, you sort of really get a feel for how the business uh, side of this thing goes. Um, so you sort of learn that early on that, you know, it's not about uh, you, you got to learn to take things not personally, but it's about, you know, what can you do for me as a player now? So I think in that regard, it helped me grow. Um, and uh, I, th- I think I, 
I've learned some lessons from that that I'm going to take with me uh, as I go further in my career. Sure. Can you like highlight one of those lessons perhaps? Uh, yeah, I think um, probably the best thing to learn was that it's not personal. You know, none of this is personal uh, from my time, my brief time in New Orleans to my brief time, brief time in Cincinnati. And then uh, all last season uh, with the Bears, you know, it. you just kind of learn that, you know, it's everyone's just trying to win games. Everyone's just trying to do what they think is best for the organization and best for best for their team. And so you learn to, you know, sometimes things happen in this business and that's just people trying to win games. So uh, I think that has become an asset for me and it's something that moving forward, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to continue to take with me and not get affected by that stuff. It's not personal. Sure. Sure. Exactly. That's definitely a good life lesson for, you know, anyone, no matter what profession it is as well. But I know my next question, I know it's not sexy, but can you maybe give us a glimpse into the life of like a practice squad player? Like what's the day to day? Like, you know, I think it's what all of the work and none of the glory, right? That's exactly right. And you, you hit the nail on the head when you said it's not sexy. Um, <laughs> that, uh, you know, being on the practice squad in the NFL was a lot of, a lot like being a, a walk on as a college football player. It's a lot like, uh, you know, having to hold the bags or, or be the guy that's sort of the the punching bag, if you will, uh, for the other guys. It's uh, it's exactly like you said, not sexy. So you, you work just as hard, um, don't necessarily get the opportunities to be at the front of the line to, you know, you're not necessarily the next guy to go in the game. So you got to work, you know, twice as hard for half the recognition. But uh, if you're willing to do it and you're willing to put in the work, uh, opportunities can arise. And that's what happened for me. And I was uh, so fortunate to get to to get to end up playing in some games. So it's worth it, but it's it's hard. It's tough work. Yeah, no doubt. And actually, that's my next one. You know, week 15 of last season, you finally took your first ever snaps as a pro, which I want to know like what that was like, because you're an Illinois native of, like I said, you went from walk-on to undrafted, spent the entire season on the practice squad to finally step foot on the field as a pro in a Bears uniform. And please tell me that since you grew up in central Illinois, you're wearing a sock set that you did grow up a Bears fan. Uh, I wouldn't say that I was a Bears fan, but I wouldn't say that I wasn't. I just wasn't. I wasn't watching a ton of football. To kind okay. of put it like that, I, I just wasn't really that. And I didn't have a team I was following, I guess. But uh, yeah, growing up in Central Illinois, uh, tons. I grew up around Bears fans. I grew up around Chicago sports fans. So um, having the opportunity on Christmas Eve to make my NFL debut for my home state team, I mean, there's just nothing really like that. And to you know, get to do it in the middle of a blizzard. Like it's really in some, in so many ways, it's kind of like a offensive lineman, you know, walk ons dream come true. You know what I mean? Just to get to go out there and, and just grind, be sort of thrown into an uncomfortable situation. Uh, Oh, you know, someone goes down and Hey, Cam, you're the next guy up. And you're like, all right, (laughs) gotta go make it, gotta go make it work. And so that's sort of been my mantra. And uh, so to get to do that, it was a pretty special day. That's awesome. I mean, to have your dream, you know, go out there in the cold and, you know, block people. That's not maybe everyone's dream, but that's awesome that you got to do that. Um, Cameron, I'm sure, as you know, the Bears drafted uh, James Daniels in the second round. As an incoming rookie, what do you think's the biggest adjustment you believe Daniels will have to make to get acclimated to the NFL game? Well, James is obviously entering into a different situation than I ever went into, you know, being the undrafted guy, you never feel like you have that advantage. You're always going to be the guy who's fighting to take someone else's job. So I can't really speak on behalf of like what he's going through, but I can say that having been through an entire season in the NFL and being a rookie and being that guy, um, you know, you just, 
it, the big thing you got to prove immediately is that what your value is. You got to prove like what you can do to contribute to this team in any way that you can. If it's, you know, playing multiple positions or playing a position that you'd maybe not have played in college, whatever you can do um, to show that, you know, this team can use you as soon as possible. So like, that's really the big thing for a rookie is to just prove your value as soon as, as soon as you can. Cameron, do you have like a welcome to the NFL moment? I know you didn't play a ton those last two weeks, but do you still have a welcome to the NFL moment? Uh, I don't know that it was necessarily a welcome to the, to the NFL because I'd been around for, you know, uh, for the almost an entire season at this point. But sure. the first uh, moment where it like really hit me was when I was out there in that uh, game on Christmas Eve against the Browns. And so we, I think uh, we ran one run play and it went all right. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm out here and this makes sense. And then the very next play we ran a pass play and I was lined up against miles Garrett. And I thought, oh. do it now or never do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> if, if you can, if you can't block the uh, number one overall draft pick, then who can you? block? <laughs> so, and it, it went fine. Actually uh, that was the highlight of my, probably my rookie year was at one point during the game, I was blocking him to the sideline and we were up, you know, we were up with, couple touchdowns and it was snowing and I don't know if he just didn't have the motor or what, but at one point he said, Whoa, 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 chill, 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 man. And that was like the highlight of my career. Like, like, That's I've awesome. Always, I've always been like a hustle guy. Like, you know, if I'm not the most talented, I'm going to, I'm going to outwork you instead of make miles Garrett I have to say, Whoa, man, take it easy or whatever like that. That was a good moment for me. <laughs> no doubt about awesome. it. No, that's that's awesome. That's something that, you know, it's cool to talk to you and actually get that information because, uh, like you said, up front, it's nothing sexy. But hearing that, that you had the number one overall pick, telling you to calm down a little bit, I like it. Oh, yeah. That's pretty cool. Got to put him in his place. Got to put him in his place. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. All right, so up next, Brandon's going to pick his brain on a leader for the Bears offensive line. But first, we need to take a quick timeout, and I need to tell you a little bit about our show sponsor, SeatGeek. Buying tickets can be complicated and confusing, but there's a better way to buy with SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to every type of live event. Whether you're searching for a last-minute deal, planning a night out with friends, or need to find the perfect gift, SeatGeek helps you find the best seats for the best prices. And they're fully guaranteed. There's something quite like being there in person, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. As you know, all the Bears brothers have the SeatGeek apps on our devices, and it's the easiest way that we've been able to shop for tickets. We can be anywhere, pull out our phones or our tablets, and within a few taps, instantly find some seats. I was actually just looking at SeatGeek, looking at tickets for actually the Bears-Dolphins game all the way down to Miami because we have our tickets. We have a group of 30 Bears fans that we're going with, hanging out, having a good time, getting to meet a decent amount of our listeners. And... On top of that, we want more people to come. So if you missed out, definitely check out Seeky because they still have plenty of amazing deals. And even if you can't sit right by us, it would be pretty cool to meet you before that game. So definitely check out that one or any of the Bears games coming up so far this season. But Seeky is designed to make your ticket buying experience easier than ever. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. And the best part of all is that our listeners get $20 off that first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code BEARS today. That's promo code BEARS, B-E-A-R-S, for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Alrighty, well, I'm your host, Will DeWitt, and you're listening to the Bears Brothers Podcast. Today, I have both my Bears brothers. I have Brandon Hazlett and Nicholas Moriano with me. We're joined by special guests, former Bear Cameron Lee and Brandon. The floor is yours. All right. So as well alluded to before, before the ad there, uh, t- uh, talk, trying to get, pick your mind about a leader here on the offense, uh, particularly the offensive line, Kyle Long. I mean, since he's been here in Chicago, he's not only been looked at as a leader for the offensive line, but as the offense as a whole, 
and he's been really vocal. Uh, it seems to do a really good job of getting his guys fired up, brings a lot of intensity. Uh, but unfortunately, he's been plagued with injuries the past couple seasons. So in your time in Chicago, I mean, did he still hold that intensity despite being injured? And was he someone that you would want to look up to and kind of model your game after? Definitely. Kyle's an awesome guy. He's a great leader. He's a great guy to have in the locker room. He's uh, he's very passionate. He's very intense. He's one of those guys that, uh, you know, he does things the right way. Um, but yeah, Kyle is definitely the type of guy that you love looking up to. And obviously someone he's, he's someone I want to model my game after. I mean, very few people on earth are do can do the things that Kyle Long does as a <laughs> football player. So yeah, I mean, he's definitely someone that I looked up to and, and he's a great leader and a great person to have in your locker room. Cameron, speaking of your teammates, who's the hardest one to block in practice? I imagine that Eddie Goldman and Akeem Hicks would be just a, you know, a monster of a task to block. Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, especially going, uh, you know, being on the scout team, you're going against those guys regularly and, you know, they don't want you to beat them. <laughs> you know what I mean? They, uh, it's, it's one thing to get beat by the starters. It's another thing to be, you know, given trouble from the pra- practice squad guys. So uh, going up against guys like Eddie and going against guys like Akeem where it was a huge task to, you know, handle every single day at practice, but it definitely made me a better player. And I hope that I made them a better player in some way. So going back to the offense here, you spent a season with Mitch Trubisky, whether he, it was playing with him or uh, uh, being on the practice squad, kind of, I guess, going against him in a way. I don't know what necessarily the position you were playing on practice squad, if it was just offensive line, but you spent time with Trubisky. Right. Uh, so I'm interested to know, uh, you know, just more about him from someone in the locker room. I mean, how much did you see him grow over his uh, first year in Chicago and what are some of his greatest strengths and some other things that he can continue to work on? Um, you know, first of all, Mitch is awesome. Mitch was a great leader, a great player. Um, and you could definitely, you got to see him grow. That's exactly right. Like you said, um, you know, you got to see him sort of each week, pick up a little bit more about the offense and learn a little bit more and grow as a player, but definitely grow as a leader. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to step into this league and, and to immediately, you know, have the command of the entire locker room and to be the voice and to, and to rally the troops and all that. But each week I got to watch Mitch grow, not only as a player and a leader, but as a man. And so that was really cool. Um, so moving forward, you know, obviously he's just got a whole new offense to learn and uh, a whole new playbook he's got to master. So um, I'm sure he'll do quite fine with that. Mitch was, you know, he's dude, it's exactly what he does. He's a quarterback and, and he will do fine with that. Um, so, I mean, that's really, I think the big thing is just moving forward, just, learning that offense, absorbing as much information as you can from these veterans and from the new coaches and just taking all of that and carrying it onto the field. But I mean, I, he'll be fine. <laughs> awesome. That's good to hear. Uh, Cameron, uh, last season, did any like offensive linemen or players in general, like maybe take you under their wing a little bit? And if so, who? Uh, I wouldn't say that there was like, Oh, you know, here's your, your day one. Like this is your big brother or this is the guy to look up to. Uh, it wasn't, and not in a good way or a bad way. It wasn't like that. That just wasn't really the vibe of the room. Um, but obviously, you know, like you said, like guys like Kyle and uh, Charles Leno, and um, those are, you know, some of the guys that are more vocal that you sort of uh, lean to as far as just sort of guidance and, and trying to learn the ropes of being in the NFL and trying to make it, you know, just from year to year. Um, so, yeah, those are two of the guys that I looked up to the most and that sort of had good advice. And, and obviously uh, Cody Whitehair and Heronis, you know, those guys were, you know, great examples and great guys to look to. So, but really the, the group as a whole is really, there's a lot of good guys and I will miss them. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, Cameron, uh, we're going to transition here from football to now your podcast, everything else. Uh, and Head's first episode uh, released on May 7th, and he brought on your former teammate, Charles Leno Jr. on there. Talked about mm-hmm. an assortment of topics, which was great. I really enjoyed the uh, pop culture fantasy draft. Really. Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic, our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. For a limited time, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets and experience the deep, undisturbed sleep of Tempur-Pedic. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com. Cool. But uh, what made you want to start your own podcast, and when is episode two going to come out? <laughs> well, I'm in a bit of a tough situation just because, you know, of uh, – trying to get land back on my feet and get employed. So, so first I got to find myself a new, a new home and then we'll start to talk about uh, things on the side. But as far as like my motivation for wanting to do that, I've always been kind of quirky in that regard. I like, um, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts myself. I like, uh, you know, I like watching other sports. I like reading books and TV and all that. So um, I've always had an appreciation for sort of like, you know, pop culture and stuff going on in the world. And, um, you know, I like, I just kind of wanted to voice my opinion, have a place to sort of just say what I was thinking and say the things that were on my mind. Um, so I thought the podcast would be a good form to do that. Uh, it's not exactly a conventional route for, I suppose, NFL players, but I guess maybe I'm not the conventional personality, but it was something I've always wanted to do, um, for a long time. And so I thought it was a good, good time to go and try it out and hopefully we'll get get up and running with uh, some more pods, but it's just maybe not a good time right now. <laughs> yeah, totally understand. You got to focus on you first, uh, no doubt about it. But uh, Nick, you mentioned that pop culture fantasy draft. And uh, early on, uh, you took one of my favorites, uh, Donald Glover, you know, Childish Gambino. Uh, my wife and I actually just got tickets to see him in Nashville coming up here in October. Same weekend as the Bears game. It's going to be a hectic weekend, oh. but we had to do it. Uh, he doesn't tour much, had to take our chance. But um, I want to know, you talked awesome. about Atlanta. Did you like the season finale? I um no spoilers, I did though. <laughs> I won't spoil anything. I liked it. I thought I liked the season as a whole. Um, the finale wasn't my favorite episode, but I liked the direction that they've been going this and sort of um, the dynamic between uh, between Ern and Al and sort of yeah. trying to figure out where everything's headed. Um, I thought they kind of left it in a good place, and so we can sort of see um, a variety of you know changes um in the plot moving forward but i'm excited to see where they end up going are you still having teddy perkins nightmares dude um i really didn't sleep for i don't think i slept as well as i normally do for like three or four days yeah it was creepy it was so creepy but uh yeah uh, i'm back to a normal sleeping schedule but i don't watch horror movies just for that for that very reason. I understand completely. But yeah, Atlanta, if you haven't watched the show yet, please do yourself a favor and start back season one. You can find it. Season two just ended. You can catch up within a couple of days if you really wanted to. But no, uh, that show's really good. It makes you think. I think that's what you said in your podcast too, Cameron. You know, a lot of conscious thinking, and I think we need more of that in the world. So definitely check it out. And on top of that, uh, yeah, you're just missing out. I had one more question about Atlanta. Oh, did you like the whole Robin season like theme? Because there's, like I was reading into it, and it's so cool, like how many, like, they wanted to highlight all the different ways you can get robbed, like not just material possessions, but like of your pride, of your dignity and all that as well. I thought that was like 
it's so meta, but also so deep at the same time. That's the coolest part about that show is that on the surface, you're like, oh, this is just a, a show about, you know, people trying to make their way through the world in Atlanta and, and, you know, and however they have to navigate and try to make, you know, try to make money and try to survive. But then like on a deeper level, there's so many like hidden messages and it's just like everything else Donald Glover does, just like the, this is America video or, or whatever. Like it's, it's so not, you know, it's just not that simple. Like that's the way everything is. Like there's, there's a hidden, there's a hidden message to it. And so I thought the Robin season thing was really cool because like I watched it and um, obviously I knew that there was something to that, the whole Robin season thing, but I didn't even totally pick up on uh, on the level that you just picked up that you described to me. So like, it's crazy, but uh, yeah, I thought that was awesome. Just sort of the concept and the way that they take things and, you know, try and make you think and make you learn a lesson. Uh, it's an awesome show. It is. I will right. we'll take that conversation to the side or else I'm going to have to start myself an Atlanta podcast on top of this. Nick, go I'll ahead. With your next... All right. Sounds good. All right. Well, that'll be your next joint adventure. We'll keep in touch about that because that sounds like a great idea. But Nick, I go like ahead. That. Yeah, I felt, I felt left out. I definitely have to watch now. I've only heard great things about the show. But uh, Cameron, you mentioned like getting back up on your feet. What is that process like? Do you have to go? Do you go call teams as agent? Like, how does that work when, um, you know, just looking for your next, you know, your next line of work? Well, so obviously, um, you know, I'm hoping that another opportunity is going to come up soon. So I've got a couple of workouts lined out, lined up with some teams. It's really just a matter of getting there and getting your foot in the door. So my agent is able to set up these uh, workouts and you go and you pretty much, it's a showcase. Hey, is this guy going to be better than this guy? And so it's just like someone was able to take my job. Hopefully, you know, I got to go take someone else's job and that's the way you got to go about it. So you got to, you know, stay in shape and stay positive and keep your mind focused on football. And one of these days, an opportunity will rise. And when it does, are you ready to go and capitalize and, and earn yourself a spot on another team? Yeah, very well said. I like your mindset throughout this whole thing because I can only imagine how difficult it could be. You know, uh, actually, all three of us just graduated college within like the last year, year and a half. And mm -hmm. in many ways, you're undrafted rookies, right? You're undrafted free agents. You're still young, not a lot of experience. So it's tough out there. And we're all in the same boat. Just some have a little bit of a different, uh, you know, aspect. You're there playing football. We're doing more of uh, the boring 40 hour week job, but that's okay. But uh, for me, I want to know uh, do you have any like, advice i know you're so early in your journey but like any advice would get to maybe like this year's undrafted free agency yeah um i would say that the biggest thing you can do as an undrafted free agent or anyone that's really just trying to trying to make it trying to cut it trying to prove that you belong is you just got to buy in you got to buy in 100 percent just completely commit yourself to the organization, commit yourself to what's going on. And it's going to be hard. There's going to be points where, you know, you're the low man on the totem pole and there's someone's going to ask you to do work that you don't think you need to do for them or whatever. But like, you really got to swallow your pride. You just have to do what you got to do. And that's sort of the way you get respect in this business. Um, like I, like I said, I haven't been around very long, but, um, I think that the guys in the organization, especially the Bears, definitely respected me. And that was from, you know, you just kind of shut up and do your job. And so it's not fun. It's not sexy. It's not, you know, the kind of advice that you're like, oh, I learned this. It's, it's, but that's what you got to do to cut it. And so that's what I would, that's what I wish someone would have told me. Not that I didn't do it, but that would have been good for me to hear. And I would like, you know, someone else, if I was going to talk to someone else, that's good advice for them to hear from me. Sure. Cameron, it wouldn't be a Bears Brothers podcast if I didn't mention something about the trenches and how games are won and lost there. Can I get an amen on that? Amen. You got that. <laughs> That's for sure. That's for wow. sure. Yes. 
Brandon cranking out the the deep questions, but I um, had to put it in there somewhere. So there you go. One lost in the trenches. You're right. No doubt about it. And uh, I just have a, a like a fun question here, Cameron. Uh, I know that you post uh, a short story those um, on your Twitter. Where did the inspiration come for those? And I know it's like most of them are like you maybe back when you're younger. So yeah, tell us about those. It's kind of a lot like the whole podcast idea is like, I, you know, I love playing football, but I, there's, you know, I, I do other things too. And so I like telling stories. I like communicating with people. I like connecting with people. And so um, I was sort of looking for an, just a, just a funny thing to just, you know, get off my chest or whatever. So um, I started off, I used to like write blogs and stuff. And so I, I still do that sometimes. Um, but I just wanted a funny way to just sort of tell a story to, you know, make someone laugh and, uh, so I started doing those, those weekly and they're mostly about stuff from my childhood. And so it's something I enjoy doing. And as long as I can continue to come up with stories, I'm going to keep trying to do them every week. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We'll keep tuning in. And then I just have one last question for you. Um, what are your expect expectations for the bears this season at seeing with everything they've done, Mr. Trubisky going into year two, now having Matt Nagy, what are, what are your expectations? What's your gut feeling that they, that they do this season? I think they could have a lot of success. I, you know, they got great players and made some great additions and uh, I've got nothing but good things to say about the coaching staff and the, and the organization and the changes they made. I think they're going to be awesome. So I think the, you know, I don't want to put a, a wins or losses on it, but I think they definitely can do, they can, you know, turn things around from the previous seasons and, and have a lot of success. So I'd, I'd be excited to see what the bears can do this year. Yeah. We're definitely excited over here as well. And I have the final question for you and it's, it's a fun one. At least I think so. You know, you're a super talented guy, you know, between football. And I saw you're a pretty decent baseball and basketball player as well in high school. So, you know, very well versed. Uh, on top of that, you're funny. You do podcasting, you do writing, you do these videos. But do you maybe even have another hidden talent that others may not know about you? A hidden talent? Yeah. Uh, or maybe a, a hidden passion? I don't know that I've got any hidden talents. Uh, but let's see. Uh, besides like the writing and the, the podcast, I tried stand-up comedy a couple times, uh, see, back something. when I was in college. So that's something that I've enjoyed doing and I've tinkered with. So, all right, give me that's your awesome. first 30 seconds. Let's go. It's <laughs> not appropriate for this podcast. Fair. All right. I'm going to take that as, uh, I'm going to take your word on that, but all right, Cameron, you know, that was a lot of fun. I want to thank you again for hopping on. You know, I know our listeners appreciate your insight and I know we do that. Miles Garrett quote about 15 minutes ago. Still, it's going in my mind. That was priceless, man. But seriously, thanks so much. Hey, I really enjoyed this. Thanks for giving me the opportunity, guys. Awesome. And don't forget to check out Cameron's podcast. It's everything else with Cameron Lee. You can check it out on iTunes. Is it anywhere else? Is it just wherever I, uh, podcasts are found, like most? Yeah every, yeah, every platform that you can find the podcast. I figured as such, I just don't like to assume things, especially on air. And don't forget to follow Cameron on Twitter at ComebackCam. Up next, we're going to begin our third annual training camp training camp countdown series appropriately titled countdown to camp for those unfamiliar with it each week we take a different position put it under the microscope analyze it and the position battles within it which will get you ready and primed for camp and additionally we're hard at work uh, under the wraps right now but you're listening it's at the end of the show so if you're still listening it's like a little bit of a bonus we're working hard on a season preview magazine that's going to be full of uh, coach and player profiles projections and much more so stay tuned for updates in that as they will become available shortly but until next time guys bear down chicago
Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic, our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. For a limited time, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets and experience the deep, undisturbed sleep of Tempur-Pedic. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com.